Hey ladies, fellas, and friends, you are listening to another episode of Three Dope Wives with LaKendra Adesui, Adelise Jones, and LaMisha Dixon. With over 30 years of collective experience, we are here to give you an inside look at what marriage is really all about. Honey, we are airing out all the dirty laundry, spilling all the tea, and telling all the business. Are you looking for something really real? Then honey, pull up a chair and grab your favorite cup of something hot as we dish on all things marriage. Well, friends, welcome to another episode of Three Dope Wives. This is your home girl, Kendra, in the house with my home girl, Namisha. What's up, what's up, what's up? What's up, boo? Hi, yes, you again. How you doing? Uh, I'm good. Uh, I always say I'm good. I want One day I'm just going to be like, I'm horrible. No. no. <laughs> I'm good, but I miss tired. I'm this <laughs> mm. is tired. This holiday, I wish like I could get two weeks off like the kids do for school so that I could really just like retreat. Like I want to throw my white flag on everybody and everything, on jobs, on people, kids, driving, shopping, like getting out of the bed, like none of it. You know, just it seems like it's work though. Like the kids come home from school and it's like work for mom. It's like, oh no, girl. y'all ain't going nowhere. So now I'm stuck with you, punks. <laughs> mm, your adulting is not what that is. Okay, oh you know what? Adulting is ghetto. I just decided. It is so ghetto. It is so ghetto. Mm, it is so ghetto. There is nothing in adulting for me. Man, man, like. I was, I was literally thinking <laughs> that the other day. Like, you know what? Adulting is for the birds. Like, they can come get this junk. Come I don't want this. it. Like, I, ain't, I don't feel it no more. I just cannot. I just want to go back to my childhood days. That's Girl. what I want to do. I just want to. You know what I mean? Somebody else tell me they hungry in this house. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Yeah, I, I'm not there yet. But somebody, somebody keep waking up and interrupting my good sleep. I'm just saying. <laughs> Just saying, like, and it'd be like right when it's getting good. It's like when you going into the next to the third realm of rim, you know, when you mm-hmm. when the when right when the slobber about to start and the doggone pillow about to crease your face, that's when you know the sleep been good. Right, right before that happens for me, I hear somebody in there going, I go, I go, I go, I go, I go, and I'm like, what? Wake up, mommy. What are you even talking about? He's in a whole conversation by himself. And I'm just like, what is that? What is what is that? That's uh disturbing. That's my way. Yeah, that's like good morning. And I'm just like, fine, fine, whatever, whatever. Yes. And I had to put on, you know, get your fake it till you make it on. You know, you gotta who let me get some happy energy before I go in this baby's room. Hi, baby. Girl, and, he's, and he's like, hi. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't, I can't. Tired. It's all cute. It's all cute. But what's going to happen is see how you're doing all of this. Let me get myself together. Fake it till I make it. Get in here. Hi, baby. Okay. For, for baby number two, though, <laughs> you are going to stumble into the room, hit your toe, eyes still closed, try to operate without the lights on because you're like, you know what? You're fine. you good. I know you walk. Lay your tail down. Go I back need to about bed. 30 more minutes. I, you know what I do though <clears throat> I don't even go into his room until I'm ready like I just sometimes he's in there and he's talking and I'm like oh he's fine and then my husband messes it up it's always the husband because he can hear the monitor just like I can and then he gets up and I'm just like bruh we wouldn't even listen can we just get on the same page 
like right now we're letting him chill right he's having his 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 bedtime prayer with jesus him and he having a little jesus time right now i'm trying to Mm -hmm. sleep i'm letting the baby have you know less than quiet meditation with the lord you up Mm -hmm. here messing up his meditational morning so he goes in there and messes it up and and wakes him up and then then it's over you know once the kid's up you just got to go ahead and roll up get your life together and come on with it Hmm. so we got to do we got to adult we do, we do, yes, I, and I mean, we're 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 too far into this game to even complain. You know, we've been doing it for a while. You know? Um I don't say how many years, but long right. enough. Yeah. No, ain't no, ain't no backsies. Right. <laughs> it's definitely no, no take backs for sure. No backsies on this. For night. sure, for sure. But I'm loving our topic for today because I, I think we're, I think that's a perfect segue into it. Um, because today we're talking about if we could go back. Man, I, mm. and it puts me in the mind of this song. I don't remember who it was by, but Misha, you be knowing the artist of the music. I be just knowing the song. Yeah, you remember yeah. that song? Back in the day when I was young, I'm yeah, not a kid not. anymore. Hey. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid hey. again. Hey. <laughs> I don't know who that was. I'm going to look it up um, and I'm going to remember. It's going to um, come to me. Um, I feel like it was Sparky. It wasn't no... Who was that? I don't know. Back in the day when I was just a little thing, no one needs to mean minimal. I don't know the words, y'all. I don't know the words. Somebody uh, somebody knows the words. Ahmad. Ahmad? No, it ain't Ahmad. Who, oh. who wrote this? Ahmad. I feel, like, I feel like people weren't even named Ahmad back then. Yeah. <laughs> it's in like, 1994. Really? Yes. It was a gentleman by the name of Ahmad. It was a, like a one hit wonder that's still popping. Wow. You know what? I hate it when it's a one hit wonder because it's like that one song and you can never remember their name. Yes. And you know what I mean? Very sadly, but yeah. yeah. It's, it's, still, it's still popping. It's still it's popped still in popping. my head. I mean, I tell you, but I tell you, there's so many things um, that we've done, I, I guess, even up until this point to become the women that we are today. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but there are often times when we want to look back, we want to go back and, or we, or we, reminisce on the good old you know whatever that was right the good old yes. time when this or when that um and we can't go back right i mean time just doesn't go backward it just doesn't work like that right it always okay. is going forward but if you know sometimes we look back and we think okay if i would have done this differently or if i'd have done that differently man i'd be advanced to this place by now or i'd be advanced to that place by now you know um I think it's something to discuss, especially when we're talking about being dope wives, talking about marriage, we're talking about, you know, um, how do we get from point A to point B? But sometimes you got to look back and remember like some junk you did and then correct that going forward. Right. Yeah. Um, I feel like 2022 is going to be a time for like shift and pivot. That's going to be my 2022. It's going to be all about shifting and pivoting and and taking on a different direction. But if we look back at yeah, some of the things. Yeah, we look back at some of the things. I, I mean, definitely there are some things that I wish I would have done differently. Um, okay, you know, okay. I, yeah, a lot actually. So what? Okay, so let's 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 visit a couple of places. Um, yeah. to the listeners, let's visit a couple of places. Let's go back to a couple of places and see if there are some some things that maybe you would do differently. And I'm not talking about oh, if I was my younger self, I would go back and tell myself. Mm-hmm. Girl, don't do it. Girl. I mean, but like mm-hmm. you know, with knowledge, 
or with time, you know, you had a little bit more time where, how would you do it differently? Like for your career? Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So right now you are um, a career mom. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is a fact. It's, these are facts. It's a fact. These are, these are, this wasn't, but that it, it was not the goal coming out the gate. Right. Uh-huh. I mean, it wasn't the goal. I mean, I went to college, got my degree, went back to college and got my master's degree. Somebody really should have hit me upside the head with something at that point, because I knew school wasn't my jam the first time. Well, mm-hmm. I went back and got another degree because I had a girlfriend at the time who was, uh, we were doing the same things in life. Like we were, we were both married at the same time. We were both pursuing our careers, like, like all hardcore. And we were like each other's encouragement. And then she went back and got her master's degree. I was like, girl, you need to come on get this degree. I was like, you know, what, girl, you're right. I am. And then I enrolled and I was like, Kendra, get in this mirror. Talk to yourself, child. What was you thinking? You know, you don't want no homework. Right. You know, you ain't down for no papers, but I did it. And thinking that it was going to advance my career. And what it advanced actually was debt. That's what it advanced for me. Mm. Um, more student loans, more money out, you know, uh, the pocket in hopes of getting higher in my career. It it didn't get what I wanted. You know, I thought mm. I was going to be some big career mover and shaker. But I think it was before I took the time to really get to know myself, you know, yeah. get to know get to know the, the 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 human that I am. And I think that that's what happens oftentimes is that we don't stop and check in with ourselves and say, hey, girl, who are you? You know, um, what do you even like? What do you even want to you know do? What? I think that that's one thing that happens to a lot of people who commit themselves to a lifelong career and uh-huh. in debt when they make choices in college, right? I mean, you're yeah. 18, 19, you know, mm-hmm. to 25 years old, right? You don't mm-hmm. know who, who you are. You don't know who you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times your parents make decisions for you about where you going to go or they heavily influence what your major should be or what industry you should get in. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you just like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And now you have this lifelong commitment because you got this debt that will never go away. Yeah. Because Sally may be by her coin. Mm. And... And now you have this degree that says what? That says I'm I'm great that I can do engineering, but maybe I hate it. Maybe yeah. I maybe the industry has changed so much in the next five years that I have to go back to get another degree to even feel like I belong. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's been another you know plan or purpose that's been put on me to do something completely out of that realm. Yeah. I think it is. I think we came from, I mean, I think our generation for sure were raised on whatever our parents' values were or whatever the values were at the time, right? So, like, mm-hmm. when I was coming up, there was no, there wasn't a whole lot of talk about passion and purpose, right? The thing that you love, the thing that you want to do, the thing that really moves you and all of that. My, I was raised by a single mother. And so, just to go to college was like, oh, she did something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. And, and then once I got to college, it was all about what the advisors would say, right? The advisors say, yes. these are these are the areas that, that are growing, that are booming. These are what the projections show, where careers are going to be thriving. This is the direction that you need to go. And I went those ways. And I mean, I had so many indicators that I was doing the wrong thing. Like, um, I went to the school of business. I failed. I mean, like, I had to retake accounting twice, that was grueling. Like that, 
sucked. I hated accounting and I believe accounting hated me back. So we fought. And I, I mean, I had to get tutoring. I was in the doggone lab all the time trying to understand this mess because it just yes. my brain isn't wired that way. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that to me was a clear indicator that, girl, this business ain't your jam. You know what I'm saying? And there are a lot of people who have businesses that never majored in business. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, they hire out an accountant or, you know, that kind of thing. And, 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 and you, you know, you get the information that you need to get, you learn what you need to ne- learn. But that to me was an indicator that like, girl, listen, you're not trying to do this, you know? Um, yeah. What I really needed to have been doing is trying to be on somebody radio, which I, you know, they were like, I know money in radio uh, or, you know, uh, or do something in English or writing or teaching. And they're like, ah, you know, those that can do and those that can't teach, you know, kind of thing. And so, yeah. There's that adage that was associated with that. So then it was all about like, dang, well, man, okay, you got to go into business. Business is where it's at. And, you know, marketing is big. I was I was a marketing major. And then I was like not doing well in classes. And I was like, you know what? I'm tired of school. What can I get my degree in now? Get it in business management, business administration and be done. Okay. So do you think that if you could do it again, would you live a little bit first and then go to college? Man, no, I would have went to college, but I also would have went to a different college. Like I probably would have went to HBCU. Okay. You know, I would have taken that, experience. that I would have taken that risk and had that experience. And I think that I would have lived a little bit more risk, you know, taken on more risks. Mm-hmm. At that earlier stage of life, you know, when you are single, when you are young, when you have the flexibility to do all the things, I think those are the things I would have done because I let fear and and honestly, it was like an unsubstantiated, unfounded, unjustified fear that kept me from doing certain things. Yeah, well, you know, I think um, that's that's true. A lot of girls are young women nowadays or have really leaned into themselves mm-hmm. and and are discovering and, and being more woke about just what's going on inside of them. What do they want? You know, are they an entrepreneur or are they going to have a career? And I think that's mm-hmm. great. Um, there's some things that our generations did wonderful when it comes to career setting and career mm-hmm. paths, but there's some things that we could have done better. And I think the generation of women nowadays are doing that, you know, mm-hmm. with you know, is trying out small businesses and investing and betting on themselves and what they bring to the table instead of, you know, trying to go after a career where um, somebody will be their boss. They bossing up, you know? Yeah, that's that's admirable. Yes, I definitely feel like if I could go back, I would Mm -hmm. do that. I would, I would, I always knew that I wasn't like a school person Mm -hmm. and that working for somebody else, like I always had, more ideas, different ideas. I could take your idea and take it five, six, eight, nine, ten times to the next level. Mm-hmm. I would lean into that more, right? Yeah. Business, you know, and not take a course in business management, but just lean into some consulting, yeah. you know, and getting some experience, get my feet wet and do something like that. So as far as career is concerned, there's definitely some things that, you know, I would do different. 
Um, yeah. What about what about money? I mean, like not like yeah. who I would have invested in Amazon or Zoom, but <laughs> <laughs> for sure, right? <laughs> yes, but like in in finances, like about your spending habits, saving. Like, what would you have um, if you could go back? Yeah. I started out thinking about money. I was big on when I was in an undergrad, I was big on reading Black Enterprise Magazine, which is really all about Black wealth empowerment and that kind of thing. And I still um, am pretty much into that. I think that I would have um, not allowed people, I, I would I would have um, pressed into more yeses versus noes, just to make that make sense. So I, I at, at a young age, I wanted to get started with my, portfolio right mm-hmm. so I went to um, went to bank and talked to this woman and I talked to her about I wanted you know start investing I want to start doing these different things and she was like mm, you need to have you know this much money in the bank you need to have this much savings before you know we can even begin talking about making any investments or doing all this oh. different stuff she a hater. She was so a hater. I didn't realize that she was a hater. I figured she was an expert. And so I was like, man, okay. But the problem is that you're always going to be working backwards trying to save money because you can't freaking really save. So if I yes. can't take like these few couple hundred dollars I have and start investing and start making my money work so that it can begin to multiply, then I'm always going to be working backwards because like that, that person, you know, fraction of a percentage point or those mm-hmm. two or three percent that I'm going to get in savings is not going to compound enough of anything. You know, I mean, I hate those bank statements has been like, oh, you earned, you know, two dollars, like two dollars. Like, seriously, no, I won't compound interest. Thank you. And so that was what um, I think I would have done differently. I mean, what about what about you? Um, I think that. I don't know. So it wasn't like I felt like I had money, but I did spend money frivolously. Um, and so I think I would, you know, if I could go back, I would have done more investing. Like you're mm-hmm. saying, I would have, you know, just I think going back really is just about being more aware. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would have, you know, said, hey, you know what? I want to make some investments. I want to invest in myself. I want to invest in the future. I mean, like, when did you really start investing in 401k when we had these little jobs working full time here or there, yeah. you know, was, was 401k top of list? No, it wasn't. I put some change in there, but retirement was so far away. Yeah. And, and I knew about retirement. I knew what it was. My parents had spoke about it, mm-hmm. but I was like, I'm young. Why would I, I think 60 back then it was like, I don't know, it was 62 or something like that. It seems uh-huh. so far away, and yeah. but right now it seems like it's it's on my shoulder, like it, like tapping on my shoulder, like hey hey hey, say home girl, say home girl. <laughs> right, right. I think, but you know what's so interesting though is the people. Like I went to undergrad with this one guy who retired before forty, um, and I really just want to slide in his DMs and be like, "Yo, bro, what did you do?" Um, because your lifestyle is speaking to my heartstrings, okay? Um, right. I mean, he's got like when I say he, I'm, when I say bro, living in like 
I may be exaggerating because I ain't never been to his house, but it looks to me like he's living in, in you know, uh, somewhere between a five five thousand square foot home on uh, on the uh, what is it? The golf course. Listen, I'm talking about with the with this wind up drive up situation. And I'm like, fam, what did you do? Like, how can I be down? Like what I met? I, I, I apparently misunderstood the assignment because, you know, he definitely oh, for real. He definitely understood the assignment. I was just like, OK. And then he was like, maybe one day I'll do some master classes and, you know, share with everyone what I did. We were in undergrad at the same time. Like he might have been maybe one or two years ahead of me, but bruh, he's like when I say doing well, and he's got a huge family. Like he's married, he's got like seven, eight kids. When you got money like that, you can have seven or eight kids because you're not worried about providing for those seven. I mean, I mean, like I feel like I'm so jealous right now. I'm not even kidding. Like I'm so jealous. Big old family. Big old house, big old life, and you just living good. Like, you know what, what did I? I did some things real wrong in my past. I just did some things I shouldn't have done. No, you should have. You should have befriended somebody who was old and had some money to leave you. Because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, and I right, know this back right. in the day, but what I found is that generational wealth is real, right? And so and that's something generational, that though. I think he's taking care of his parents. Okay, so they got checks, money coming. I don't know. I just I don't know what he did, and I don't yeah. know if I look if I look back and I'll go back. I I honestly can't say that there is something specific where I could have hit the jackpot and have a completely different life as far as it comes as financing is concerned. Mm-hmm. But I do think that I could have um, not been so frivolous, you know, with yeah. money, and I could have taught myself you know, or paid attention to people who are telling me about better habits because um, we first got married. I was, I'm still the spender. My husband doesn't like to spend money, but I was just out of control. Like it was like what I Mm -hmm. want right now, get it. I was like, I don't do credit cards. I do all cash. And so I was just, just whatever. I was just doing whatever. And there's a red box you got in your closet. That was just, you know, you could just doing whatever, just doing whatever. Uh-huh. And 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 I could have made smarter decisions and built better habits. It it took me, you know, a couple of times to have no money in an account and still had a couple of like, oh, I don't get paid for 10 days. And I had to learn the lesson. Like, look, sis, you need yeah. to work a budget um, and, and, and figure this thing out because money do not grow on trees. Um, it does but- not. And it's not endless. <laughs> Yes. Now, I did talk about like generational when it comes to finances, generational wealth. Um, mm-hmm. So our culture is in the last like, you know, one or two generations is just starting to leave money for their kids. Mm-hmm. You know, like we used to be about leaving debt and, you know, uh, cooking meals and selling plates mm-hmm. to, to, mm-hmm. Bury, to bury folk. Man, that's rough. I, I think... Yeah, I, I feel like that's a good place to be in. But I think part of that, too, is um, is cultural. You know what I'm saying? I hate yeah. to say it, but I think part of that is just cultural. Um, 
And I don't want to go too deep in it. I'm gonna be like, okay, I thought we were talking about being wise. I, yeah. I don't want to go too deep into it, but I, I do, I do agree that we, um, as far as generational wealth goes, we could do better as a community in in learning, educating, and then like doing better. I mean, because I personally, I have always been very frugal because I grew up with not enough. Mm-hmm. So I've always been super like, eh, I don't know if I should spend it. Eh. Nah, you know, I I can't. And when I was an undergrad, I was the most frugal person. Like when I say frugal, I'm talking washing and reusing Ziploc bags frugal. Mm. Like mm. Fru- like very frugal because I feel I think in my head I was like, why am I why am I buying these every month? Why don't I just use I would use them things the same until they, ones. Throw in the dishwater, wash oh. it out, rinse it out, uh Tint it up so it could dry. (laughs) And then fold them up, put them back in the drawer because they work. And I would would use them until they were raggedy. And and I would get several uses out of it. And I'm just like, why do people not do this? So, I mean, there was that kind of thing. So I think that um, mine was investing. Yours is like saving and not spending so much. Yeah. Um, But just to shift a little bit, because there's some other things in looking back that that I want to touch on. I think in relationships specifically friendships mm-hmm. um we learned some really really critical lessons in terms of man if i if i could go back i would you know either be a better friend or i would um maybe not hold on to this friend quite so long or maybe i would have been seasonal. more wise and yeah 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 more seasonal yeah. um or maybe i would have been more wise and you know knowing that ah yeah, I think the time is up for this situation. I don't know that we are going in the same direction anymore. You know, mm-hmm. that kind Trying of to, yeah, 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 yeah. Girls, yeah. some of your good, good best girlfriends, right? I, you know what? I am guilty of of extending seasons beyond the season mm. is over. Like it, it was supposed to have been over. You know what I'm saying? In fall, and here it is, spring, summer. And I'm still trying to hang on in there. <laughs> like, no, but we're friends. And it's like, girl, it's over. It's over. It is. Yeah. Um, so I'm guilty of that. And actually, I mean, um, I mean, I actually have a story I can share, but I'm gonna before I do that, I want to know, do you have any? You know what? I do. I do have um, and I would and and these are they're not regrets, they're just like going back and just realizing and not being hurt behind Mm -hmm. ended friendships about ended time and not questioning, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, the, the resolution of a a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Like if we were friends in high school, that doesn't mean that we can't still be associates, but we're in two different places in our lives. Yeah. And the friendship did what it needed to do during that season. Right. It moved us along. It, you know, it, it sustained us through a journey. Yeah. And now that we're at a crossroads, we're doing something different. It's okay to say, hey, good luck out there, sis. You know, that part. I think that's a hard thing when we talk about uh, girlfriend relationships, because we we see them different from romantic relationships. Right. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, well, but the purpose is different. I think it's hard to understand, like, where that purpose is and where that goes. And I love that you brought up friends from childhood because I feel like those are always the hardest ones to just Mm -hmm. go ahead 
and sever it, especially when we've got all of these cultural markers that tell us to keep your friends forever and don't get new friends, right? We got this whole no new friends, no new friends <laughs> type thing going on. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I personally, yeah. I'm all about new friends. Like I am all about new friends all the time because I had some hard lessons to learn along the way. I, you know, I've had betrayal. I've had um, friends that just, you know, from childhood that, that, don't fit my life anymore that mm-hmm. needed to that needed to go right that they don't quite fit like here's a good example um now you know when I was pregnant I had like a little I had a little group going for I still have it but you know it's a little private situation where I have people that have supported my husband and I throughout our journey to uh to pregnancy and our journey to uh, yeah. our son and mm-hmm. I included her because she it's kind of like a you know it's friends that you've had since childhood feel almost like cousins you know what i'm saying like they're almost like family yeah, like family so yeah. so i mean you know just like another cousin so i had her in the group and um i know the way that she is you know um mm-hmm. i know that and, and and there's some ways that i've grown and there's some ways that i'm different from the way that she is right and there's other people that i more closely associate with that know me a little bit better as far as the woman that I am today opposed to yeah. the way that she remembers me as us growing up as children. And so that's another really mm-hmm. key indicator, right? Because some people who, when people meet you, they know you from the phase in life that they've met you, right? And if they don't continue to grow along the path with you, you're basically frozen in time to them. So you don't evolve. You're not, you're in this box of the person that they knew, and right, so they can't see you for who you are now. They can't see you currently. And so mm-hmm. for her, I mean, there were things that I did as a child with her. We hung out, we got into trouble and we did all these things. And she just never grew, like never, like never, ever, 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 ever. Mm-hmm. And she still holds some very unrefined ways, I'll say, um, mm. in terms of to this in, day. To this day. And it's, yeah, anyway. So she, <laughs> she, she actually got she got into a verbal altercation with people in my group and i was like what? yo <laughs> let me hit you on the sidebar <laughs> like yo that's not cool like we can't this is not how we roll this is not how we flow this is not what we do and she took huge offense to that and was like you know what f you get out of here da, da, da. i don't i was like okay cool 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 um so we've been cut off ever since then and that's totally cool and I tried so many things like I tried phone calling we had a conversation you know we texted a little bit I messaged like we had a whole lot of conversations with regard to the issue and it was like she still didn't understand and I think that was just a huge I don't want to say red flag but it was just like a huge wake up call to me to say girl let it go yeah Yeah, we did print we two different people now. Um, I'm grown. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to just pop off on everything right. that's being said. And and I don't associate with people who do that anymore. So yeah. the season is over. Um, mm-hmm. I have a friend who I, you know, worked alongside with in church and ministry. And man, we had a great connection and a great bond. And I loved her and admired her. But there was a time where, you know, um, I had to fulfill another 
ministry. And so I left the church and start working at another church. And there was like no hard feelings. It was Mm -hmm. always, you know, we always even say, you know, now that we miss each other, but we do both understand that that was a season and that Mm -hmm. season is over with. And there were some great happenings in that season Mm -hmm. and growth and challenges and stuff like that in that season. But it's, it's over, you know, it takes a level of maturity to realize Mm -hmm. that, especially with somebody that got some dirt on you or you got some dirt on them and, Mm -hmm. uh, or you shared, uh, uh, a trial a trial with mm-hmm. or you know something you know y'all went through a breakup or a death or something mm-hmm. and, you know hey you guys needed each other during that time but now mm-hmm. it's like okay now we our differences are way more parents sis man and and it's time it's time for you to move on okay but i mean that happens too with betrayal right when you have a friend that betrays you sometimes you like you try to forgive that friend yeah, try to hold on to the friendship, and it's just it it ain't working. And what you really should have done is, you know, just cut your losses. Cut that thing. It's off. okay, and I think that's the thing. Like when it comes to friends, just to look back and say, you know what, it was okay. It it was mm-hmm. okay to cut my losses. It was okay to to not mm-hmm. need that that relation, not need that relationship anymore. It's yeah. not thriving. If something ain't thriving, it's dead. You know, like yeah. You know what? I like that. If it's not thriving, it's dead. I feel like that's like a whole, the whole thing around friendships. And that's what's so, you know, what's so crazy is that we, I think it's just, we need to see these relationships for what they are and then Mm -hmm. be really, really discerning on when this relationship should be kept close to your heart and when this relationship is ultimately done. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that could take some time because you don't want to throw away the wrong relationship. Um, you know, because of the season that you both are in. You get what I'm saying? Because there are situations mm-hmm. wherein like, oh, this is a bad. But I mean, betrayals to me are just key indicators that this is a wrap. And what's so crazy to me is that we will hold you will throw we'll throw a whole marriage away. Throw a whole mm-hmm. marriage away and yes. keep a homegirl who has been wrong to you from day one. Like, mm-hmm. I wish that we would stop doing that as women. Like, yeah. let homegirl go. You don't need no frenemies. Real talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't need that no frenemies. I don't believe in close. a frenemy. Either we're friends or we're enemies. I am not. Been, I don't have anybody in my circle that I play nice nasty with. Like, that's not cute. It's not yeah. cute and it's not needed. Like, you know, oh, we just jaw. We keep each other sharp. No, honey, y'all ain't friends. Yeah, Y'all are not got, you know, I gotta keep my enemies close. No, let, let no. listen, oh. listen, keep your enemies on the outside and keep you some peace. That's what I'm all about. That? Keep some peace. I had, I actually had a friend who betrayed me like that. I had a friend who, um, who betrayed me some years ago. And I, mm. when I say I dropped her, I told you my breakup game was good back in the day, but I, I mean, like, I, I treated right. girlfriends just like boyfriends. Real quick, I dropped her so fast. I was like, you know what? I don't need it. And later on in life, what's so crazy is that she, uh, I worked at a job center where I was like training people to take new jobs, right? And she actually was a client at the job center. And I seen her. I treated her the same as everybody else. And she uh, she went chasing after me after her class was over. I was like, oh my God, I feel so bad. Like to just like to try to apologize hmm. to me. Wow. Like, I just, I'm so sorry. I did you so wrong. And you were just nothing but a good friend to me and yada, yada, yada. And wow. I was like, 
girl, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? Keep calm and carry on. Right. Enjoy your life. <laughs> That's where I'm at <laughs> with it. Keep calm and carry on. But there's other things, keep right? Like carry on. That we that we should really look at when we talk about looking back. Um, this is a yes. big one. This is a big one. Sex is a big one. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Sex. Sex is a big one, especially if you didn't go into your marriage as a virgin, which is like, what, 10% of people. I don't know what the stats are. Listen. I'm just guessing that it's that few um, people if, who are if actually. If you went to your marriage and you're not a virgin, don't, don't look back. <laughs> Please don't look back. That look back will mess you up. That look back will have you single. Stop. Yes. Look back. Because by the time you turn around and look what you had turned your head away from, it's going to be gone. I promise you. Do not look back. Don't do it. So what about, what about, um, oh, this is hard. What about the age that you became active? Like, you know, I know everybody has their experiences. Some people, like you said, ten percent held on to it mm-hmm. before before they got married. Like, okay, so ten percent held on. So everybody else got it in before they got married. So I'm talking this this huh? this conversation is strictly for the ninety percent, right? <laughs> <laughs> so when you let's back, talk to the ninety over your life, Michael. So would you have, you know, mm-hmm. if you could go back? still crossed that you know mm-hmm. put the x in the box mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. now would you would you still would you still do it or would you would you save it up for the husband i think um i think i would have saved it i mean i feel like this and for two reasons i'll say one i was hella young like i was i was i can't believe she's having sex age when i started mm. Um, mm-hmm. it was kind of like, what, how old are you? You need to be sitting down somewhere. I was that young. So mm-hmm. for that reason, and then also, um, in marriage, okay. You would have <laughs> two type. You, you, there's only two types of experiences whenever you're having sex, right? There are great sexual experiences and there are terrible sexual experiences, Mm-hmm. Um, I personally feel like terrible sexual experiences are just not even worth embarking on. Like you, if you knew what you had known before you got into the situation, you wouldn't have done it to begin with. Right. 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 It never, it would have never went down. But if you had an amazing sexual experience that is mm-hmm. forever seared in your soul, in your memory from now until forever. And so then you get married yes. and there is someone else out there. That in put your it soul, down on in your you, memory. That was like in your soul, and in, you know what I'm saying. You never yes. in your life want to run into that person, like ever. You, d- you never. You don't want to bump know. into them at the grocery store. You don't want to run into them at the gas station. Nothing, because you already know when you see them, it's gonna be like, uh, hello, uh, eyes down, hello, Mister, uh. <laughs> You doing uh hello, yeah, I, got to go. I got to go right now i got to go i gotta yeah. go you know <laughs> hello Mr. put it down put it down i have not seen you in a while uh <laughs> the d still haunts me uh, late in the midnight hour <laughs> 
late in the midnight hour, the detail husband missed to put it down. And uh, I wish I never met him. I wish I never met Carl Thomas. Wish I never met him. Met him. I promise you because that's it you don't want so for those two reasons I I wish I would have waited because one there would be nobody out there who could walk around and be like hello there and for two (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have had those horrible experiences that I just should not have had to begin with and then that way I would have started from like a clean slate with my husband with sexual exploration and all these different things because it's you're not coming in on level playing field you know one of you is always going to be more advanced you know sexually than the other and mm-hmm. so you're not coming in at a level playing field you know what I mean so then if, if, if you're more advanced you're like ah I need you to get up on my level and then if he's more advanced you're like ah, um I don't know if I'm okay with that I don't know if I'm comfortable or whatever right <laughs> I'm not ready you know what kind of thing so how I just many? <laughs> how many how many yeah 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 all of that I think I would have I would have liked to have waited for that reason I mean a lot of people are like oh you need to test drive it see what it do see how it feel all this kind of thing the thing is this the man that you broke it in with is not working with the same equipment of the man that you're marrying so you are not essentially testing it out and if you test it out before you get married and you don't get married the same thing is still you know, accurate. Like your numbers are going up, and now you, you know, you got enough bodies on you to be considered a whore. So uh, you know, but you know these, but yeah, I, hey, they don't care. No, they are like, uh, I'm in tune with my sexuality, and it's okay for you know, don't oh, slut shaming. That's the slut shaming. Don't shame the slut. Yeah, don't talk and so there are all these things with the whole right. football team. Okay, and now you could get in trouble and you look down upon because of slut shaming. Um, I will say that uh, for for me, yes, I would have. I mean, I have two minds in this. One, I say, yes, I would have waited for my husband because now, you know, everything would be first and everything would be new and everything would be fresh. And I wouldn't you know, I wouldn't have known anyone else before him. But there is the thing of saying, hey, like, I know what I like. You know, and mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. it takes a long time to figure it out. There are people who are married to this day who still don't know mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. makes them happy. And mm-hmm. so um, either you got to know that your husband is up for the challenge. Uh-huh. <laughs> if I you're going to so. you're going to wait. But but definitely, you know, just finding ways to be confident um, right off the bat, you know, when it comes to your sexuality and what you like and what you don't like, you know, just feeling, feeling yourself. You know, what's I, like actually, I actually know somebody who did not, who actually got married and then got divorced and then had a sexual experience with someone else and did not orgasm until she was divorced and slept with someone else. And I was like, that is a shame before humanity. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like you, you a whole wife. And that is a me. shame. Like, this is why the marriage didn't work. You, you didn't have that's why. <laughs> I thought we was arguing about money. It was not about money. <laughs> I thought I couldn't stand your mama. It was not your mama's fault. It was because I, you did not take me there, sir. 
I, y'all know what? Listen to the wives out there. Please have sexual communication with your husband. Talk about what you yes. want to try, what you what you think you might like. Even if you don't know if you like something, try it. Um, mm-hmm. I, there's some things I'm not gonna try. Like it just ain't gonna happen because I just ain't doing it. But try a whole like, lot. Of- okay. Oh, you know what? Never mind. We ain't gonna go there. We, we ain't gonna, gonna go there. Not for public consumption. We talk about the tough line. <laughs> but I will say, you know, I I. I think it's important to have the talk with your spouse so that you know, like, I'm sure that whatever happened between old girl and, and dude that she was not married to was within the realm of what she was comfortable doing. You know what I'm saying? So yes. within the realm of things that are possible for you sexually, there should be a big O somewhere in that realm of possibility. I mean, somewhere, somewhere oh, yeah. in there, there should be something in to take top, you to the mountain. In the top five. I'm in just saying. Five. It's got to be there. You know, it's got to. And I would say, you know, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to that, I would say, I wish I would, if I could go back, I would have those conversations and those exploratory, you know, adventures earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of, mm-hmm. and, and made it a, made it a something like something to put on a to-do list. Like, uh, we need to figure out uh, how to get here. You know, like what what's the missing puzzle pieces? How do we get here? How do you get there? How yeah. do we both feel like this and mm-hmm. communicate like this about sex? Like, how do we do that? Um, sooner been more intentional at the beginning of our marriage about it. I agree. I think I think um and it's hard when you come from the church and you get married because you have there's a lot of stigma and there's a lot of things that we don't necessarily always talk about when it comes down to after. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot to learn when you're a new wife that we don't necessarily always provide tools for, you know? Um because if you've been uh, a born again you know if you're a born again virgin and you're trying not to do it and now that you've gotten married and you've got all these things and these hang-ups and it's like oh no i should i i i want to but i don't you know oh uh-huh. but it there's you need to have a certain level of confidence and that communication is always so key so when, like when you first get yeah. married you know it's so important that you have those conversations you know to to that you would get there because on your day and to talk about what is acceptable or not acceptable in when you're dating and I don't think that that's a bad thing if you are dating with a purpose so like I say with my husband and I we were dating we were purposefully dating whenever we were dating and I yeah. we we talked about everything um and we did talk about sex and I did say these are some things I don't see myself ever doing like ever doing right like the back door's closed okay i'm so sorry but what if but what if it's the anniversary it's father's day is closed but but it's the 25 year anniversary back door is closed but like uh Mm -hmm. we got a beach house i just bought a beach house Mm -hmm. for you Mm -hmm. yeah back door is closed i need to Mm -hmm. yeah all that back door is closed still it's still closed it's always closed. It's closed from now until forever. Now until mm-hmm. forever. I agree. I said all of that, but guess what? <laughs> <laughs> all that, but 
Yes. Guess what? Yeah. Ain't no, you can't pick the lock on my bag though either. I don't know. <laughs> Just saying. I, hey, hey, whatever floats your boat. You know what I'm saying? The, the marriage bed is undefiled. And as long as you are both consent and do what you do. Um, and I think it's important too. Do, when, baby. Yeah, do whatever you do, baby. I think too, before you say I do, it's important that you just, you know, all the things that you aspire toward, all the things that you want to do uh-huh. um, as an individual, mm-hmm. you need to be talking about, you need to be having these conversations about, you know what I mean? Because nobody, yeah. nobody should go into a marriage and be unfulfilled. No one should go into a marriage and not be happy, you know, or, or be, um, I want to say muzzled or stifled. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't, I feel trapped. No one should go into a marriage and feel trapped. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And and you said something. You said um, that you should go into, about the way you should go into a marriage. And I think, like, when we have the, the dating aspect of a marriage, sometimes really gets lost, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'll say, just, just remember, uh, f- for men, remember how you got her. You know, oh. um, <laughs> right? And, and, for, and for and for us, the same thing. Remember that energy. Remember that the energy that you you had for him when y'all were dating, right? Yeah, that's man. I feel convicted. <laughs> remember said, that, right? When he said, "I'm on my way." Yeah, how said, you got ready? Hmm. Yeah, how you get cute dancing in the mirror, excited. <laughs> You yeah. know, uh, the way the way you was like, oh, I hope he touched me. I hope he kissed me. I can't wait to hold hands. I can't wait to smell him and take him in. Ah. You know, all of those things. Like, yeah. <laughs> Got to remember all of those things. And so going, you know what? And, and the thing is, if I could go back, I probably would just kind of, if you know, could watch myself just so I can remember. Like, what's yeah. up? Some of those things were like how were some of my reactions like what 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 did I do to make him happy you know not yeah. to say my husband is unhappy because he is very very happy yeah. but <laughs> like you know what were some of those what were the things because it's always the little things that we forget right when we get you know rolled into these these jobs and these kids and this these this laundry these mm-hmm. dishes and yeah. everybody happy mm-hmm. all of that you know, yeah. we forget about the little things that made each other happy, made each other smile, laughing, telling each other stupid jokes, <laughs> that kind of stuff. All that stuff. I think I think I like what you said when you said the energy, because the thing is that as time progresses, we change. Right. And the things that we used mm-hmm. to like and enjoy those things change. Right. The things that used to make us laugh, the things that used to make us upset, the things that we you know, we our tolerances change over time. And what's going to be so key is. Um, that we remember that energy because that energy is what's going to fuel it. Um, but we could be all day with this girl. It's time to talk about what's popping in this press. Oh, okay. 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 What's, what's, what's popping in the press? What you got? What you got? Okay. So gosh, let me just say recently I heard this song on the radio and it irked me okay. to no end. So uh, to those that keep up with popular culture, you know that Jeezy and Jeannie Mai are married and they are expecting a baby. Well, yes. he recently made this song talking about Jeannie Mai having my baby. When I say it is the wackest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. What? Like it's so 
so, so, so whack. Like, it's cringy. It's like, you wrote, dude, are you kidding me right now? Man, and when she be eating crazy things and it be mayo. Like, it's so, when I say, it's like, who produced this and said that this was worthy for airtime? Like, no one should listen to this. This is straight trash garbage. Like, this is some stuff that you write (sighs) and you play to your woman in the bedroom that nobody else Uh ever hears. You get what I'm saying? Like, dude, are you you burnt up studio time to print this trash. This is some garbage. Uh, like it's when I say he needs to take a page out of Toby Wigway's book. Uh, he wrote ooh, this great yes. song, Ode to Fat, who is his wife. Yeah. Um, and I love it. It's it's done tastefully. It's something you can bop to, and it's like something yes. that makes you snap and be like, Yes, sir. That's how you show a woman some love. But this Jeezy song about Jeannie Mai having his baby is the wackest thing ever burn it okay now I need to listen to mess. it yeah you should try to listen, listen. To it. go ahead go ahead and let me know how terrible it is to you because it's gonna be you know how people uh, people say oh that's a face only a mother could love that's a song <laughs> only a wife could love it is it is it is a song only that one woman could love Oh, goodness. Oh, speaking of having one woman and mm-hmm. having a baby, mm-hmm. um, um, Mr. Tristan Thompson, if you know who this is, he is a basketball player who just happened to be the baby daddy of Khloe Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, of course, the man who she stole from a friend um, who was pregnant at the time. Mm-hmm. She was actually at the baby shower when she met Tristan and exchanged phone numbers. And so they um, got together and they had a daughter. He cheated on her while she was pregnant. Um, and then after and then again and again, and she finally called it quits. Well, in the last couple of months, there's been rumors circulating that they were getting back together, spending more family time together and out of the good old stanky naked blue like it mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there was a woman who w- had a baby do and listen she's giving birth to the child like it came out wait who's like baby two weeks it? ago it's a it's this is tristan thompson so this is his baby he, his, this is his third child and he mm. is notorious for having babies on people like he <laughs> you know his first baby mama chloe was pregnant and and mm-hmm. she didn't know. And now this woman is pregnant. Him and Chloe mm-hmm. have been canoodling. And of course, mm-hmm. Chloe didn't know. And so there is a baby that is born mm-hmm. that is his. And he is, is super, super trifling about it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he he has confessed. He told her that he ain't going to have nothing to do with the baby. He is, uh, wow. he don't know what she's going to do. Uh, and it got nothing to do with him. But he basically said, like, listen, I'm offering you $75,000 right now because uh, I'm not going to have nothing to do with this baby. Wait, for child support? For child support? Not even for child support. This is, I guess it's for child support. But what it mostly is, is go and take this money um, and and, because that's all you get. So he, there is the lady got she got she got real receipts. So he texted her and basically said, "Hey, um, you knew what it was when it went down, 
And I have no plans on being in a relationship with you or this baby. So Mm -hmm. the best thing for you to do is take this $75,000 that I'm offering you right now Mm -hmm. because you ain't getting more money because I'm going to retire soon. You know, after this season, I'm retiring. Mm -hmm. And so what you think you're going to get from an unemployed baby daddy? A couple hundred dollars? And then he goes on to say, uh, this is Texas. So you're going to get a couple hundred dollars and a baby daddy who will not be present. So you might as well take this $75,000 and keep your mouth closed. Whoa. So this is not, this is not child support. This is shut up money. This is hush your face money. And uh, don't ask for nothing else, else for you mo- or your child <laughs> for the rest of, for the rest of your rest of. You know what? Two thumbs down for Tristan Thompson. Like, you are a deadbeat. And if you ever hear this, I don't know if you'll ever hear this. Like, you are a deadbeat, dude. You're a total deadbeat. He put it in writing. He put it in writing. It's all waste of human flesh. Like, that is so disgusting. I can't even. Like, I can't even. Like, how? Here's Here's my issue, especially. And this is why. I'm so big on marriage because I really hate for women to be in these situations. Like not saying that you can't make a conscious choice yourself. If you've been single forever to go to a fertility clinic and to have a baby and to do all of these things, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But to lay down with a guy and to have this man's baby, you have got to be paying Mm -hmm. attention to what you're doing to your, and, and think about, what you're doing, mm-hmm. you are about to create a life and that life matters. And it's so important to think about what are you going to give this kid? This kid, I feel so sorry for because they're going to have um, daddy issues without having a oh, present yeah. father. You get what I'm saying? Because then there's this yes. whole I this whole issue of I was never wanted you know, uh, they don't love me. They don't care that I even exist. These are real issues that people have. So there is that. And then there's this mom yeah. who probably will be sowing all this bitterness into this child. You know, he's this, he's that, yada, yada, because you all because you decided to go and procreate with somebody who is not even doesn't even want you. He wanted cookies and nothing else. He wanted want cookies, cookies no with milk. no milk. Girl, cookies, no milk. Cookies and no milk. Listen, yes. But the problem is that he left the milk in the cookie jar and 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 now there's a baby. And I don't care what he says, uh, he gonna have to come off more than $75,000. And the problem is that it was, in, this is intentional. Like there is, there's online, there is receipts, the text that he sent this woman. And if she takes him to court, it's, I mean, he's, going to have earnings even though he is a you know won't be playing anymore he's going no, to have he's earnings got he's gonna do, yes and he's going to do something to make money and whatever that is she, she is going to get a portion hello she get a portion this don't you take that list you know like he is not gonna he's 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 a young man he's not going to sit at home for the next 50 years of his life and do absolutely nothing and not only will this child grow up Without mm-hmm. a without a father who intentionally plans on not being there, mm-hmm. but the experiences of the other two children he has Man. to know that I mean this is online they're gonna see that right. they're gonna That's see what crazy. kind of father 
And so all kind of father the dad decided to be. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And it's very he's a very sad individual and he needs counseling because whatever childhood trauma he has, Lordy. That that put him in his place. Yeah. It's 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 not a good thing. I certainly hate it for the whole family. Um, yes. Legacy. And I always tell people this marriage is about legacy building and sustainability. Mm-hmm. It's not about just having kids and uh, living, you know, hunky dory and, uh, you know, traipsing through the t- tulips and, you know, uh, butterflies in your stomach and amazing sex all the time. Like that's not marriage. That's fantasy. Yes. This is not, this is not what it is. People, Live real life. You know what I'm saying? Deal, have some real struggles. Have some real situations happen. And you will find out that this is not for the birds. Like, you cannot just, you can't wing your way through this. And I wish society was painting a realer picture to people about what it means, especially women, because we just want to be loved and we just want to be in love. And the problem with that is that you, you meet some joker like Tristan Thompson, who is bad business all around. And you think you're about to, you you're about to come up like oh oh chloe check this out i don't stole your man girl you know what you stole you stole from yourself you stole your time effort energy you stole yes. from your baby uh the the opportunity to have the kind of father they should have now now if you come up with if you if you get a come up like sierra and you meet you a russell wilson type who wants to come in and be you know be the hero and be daddy then that's an amazing thing but in the meantime, that child will still have to wrestle with the fact that their actual father did not want anything to do with them. And I just pray that uh, something good comes out of this. I mean, children are a blessing, yeah, but also true. children need to be raised. They need to be loved. Um, all that good stuff. You know, we got so much to talk about. We could do this forever, but we got to go. Mm-hmm. Like, we got stuff to do. You got cakes to bake always. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just slide through and give me a little slice. I'm gonna slide through and just like slice, slice it Just be, just do a little, just be a little taste tester. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna tell nobody. I'm just gonna show up like, hi, it's the taste tester, and just give, give me some cake. <laughs> <laughs> just here to taste the cakes. Um, yes. So you gotta do that. Um, I'm sure my kid is awake and giving his dad a run for his money. So we gotta get out of here. We love y'all, but we gotta go. So y'all have a good one. Keep on loving yourself. And loving that man. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We'll see you next time. Bye, y'all. Peace. This has been another episode of Three Dope Wives. Sis, we are so glad you took a minute to get real with us. Yep. Listen, I want you to know something. Every day a woman is married and a wife is made. Vows are exchanged and hopes arise. Mm-hmm. And every day a woman's dreams are crushed. Ush. Let me tell you, crushed. Crushed <laughs> by the yep. reality of what marriage really is. True. Stay tuned with us and we will help you survive another day of this crazy, crazy, crazy married life. Crazy married life. I promise we will. Now, if you would like to submit a question or a topic of discussion, please send your request to 3dopewives at gmail.com. That's T-H-R-E-E, dopewives at gmail.com. And we'll see you again next time, girl.